This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Lucia. And I'm Caitlin. And this is our 179th episode of Talk Direction. And it feels like we've been gone for years. We have been (laughs) gone for years. Yeah, so if you guys don't follow us on social media, um, basically... Uh, Both of our schedules got really crazy at the same time, unfortunately. So I'm moving to another state, and my life has been absolute madness for the past month. Uh, And Caitlin got a job, which is – both of these things are very exciting. Yeah. But she's been, like, waking up at 6.30 and getting home at, like, 9 (laughs) p.m. So it's been difficult. It's been really hard to record and, like, get our episodes up. So edit, like – Oh, yeah. So annoying because that Met Gala one, like I wanted up like so soon after, and now it's I know. been like multiple weeks, and it's still <laughs> not out. <laughs> yeah. So, Bad. yeah. Thank you guys for bearing with us and being patient. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. This podcast is just a lot of work. So, uh, when we get busy, it's hard to mm-hmm. be as regular as when we have more free time. Um, but my schedule at least will be calming down in about a week because I will be moved into my new house and, um, there might be a little bit of a delay while I get internet and while Caitlin's like job schedule regulates, but we Mm -hmm. will figure it out soon, um, and get back to our regularly scheduled programming, but just be (laughs) aware. When have we ever been regularly scheduled? Let's be (laughs) honest. Like every week we're like, something's come up, you guys. I guess so. (laughs) We're like semi better usually, but now it's like a really bad time where we're just missing weeks all I don't think it's been this bad ever, like since I've been on. Um, But basically in a couple of weeks. It's been hard years, okay? Alone. Not that you guys have said anything to us. All you've been is kind and supportive. Yes. Which is so nice. <laughs> yeah, it's like that thing where you say, like, oh, it's been a really hard day, slash week, slash month, slash year, slash yep. my whole life is hard. <laughs> <laughs> yup. <laughs> but it is. It is. Especially finding something that does, like, time for something that takes a lot of time but you really care about, but it's not a necessity. Right. You know? Well, and part of the reason that we, like, because we really care about this podcast, like, this episode we were going to do last weekend, um, but I was, like, not in the right headspace. And I was like, sure, we could do it, but it wouldn't be, like, good, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, we want to, we don't want to, like, half-ass the podcast. So we aren't, like... We've tried to record this specific episode, (laughs) I want to say, like, six times. (laughs) I think you're not wrong. Like yeah. this, so I haven't said yet, but you probably know because you read the title of this episode. We're talking about just a little bit of your heart. And we literally have tried to record this like probably six times. Mm-hmm. Um, so this song is cursed. Hopefully this episode goes okay. <laughs> yeah. I've been like really emotional because I'm moving. I've lived here my whole life and 
it's like really really sad there's a lot of emotions and like a lot of Mm -hmm. loss happening for me right now so we were supposed to record on Saturday and I was like having a meltdown and like crying and I was like I cannot (laughs) so we postponed it till today um but yeah just be aware it's probably gonna be a little irregular for a little bit longer until we like figure our schedules out Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like talking about periods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we're um, not pregnant. The podcast is not pregnant. It's just irregular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is where my mind's at, you guys. Be prepared. Mm-hmm. I'll shut it's, up now. Go this ahead. This episode's gonna be probably like a mess. Um, because I'm <laughs> in that headspace too. Uh, um. We missed my anniversary of being on the show. Oh my gosh. It was April. Whoa. So I've officially been on this podcast for over a year now. Congratulations. Thank you. Wow. Congratulations to you for Thank you. Having me for a year earlier. Am podcast. I does that mean I'm coming up to my fourth year anniversary? Probably. Yeah, because didn't you start like midsummer? Yeah. We started in July. Hmm. Wow. That's exciting. Well, yeah. I'm glad you've been here for the year. It's been a great year. Yeah. Thank you. Me too. Um, I'm drinking a cider right now because I need to calm down. Um, so sorry if you hear my drinking noises. I'm drinking coffee. So same. Perfect. For me. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so we're just going to get into this episode. Um, although first... We don't really have news today, but I do want to give a shout out to Liam because um, he tweeted and Instagrammed this last week um, about the abortion ban in um, Georgia. This episode is such a struggle bus already. Um, (laughs) I wanted to say Alameda, um, which is the county I live in. in Alabama as well. That's why I wanted to say Alameda. Yeah. Okay. There's like a number of different <laughs> states where these bills are yeah. coming up. Yes. So Liam tweeted and Instagrammed this. I don't usually comment on politics, but this one got me and is so important. This whole abortion law thing in America is a mess. I mean, you're completely taking away the rights of women and the ownership of the bodies that belong to them. I have so much respect for women, watching someone go through pregnancy and how tough it can be at times, and us as men never have to go through that. So how can we even comment or decide what women should or shouldn't go through? It is total BS that anyone is ever, is even given that power. It's bad enough that women have to go through cycles of periods that can be painful without making some of them have to go through with unwanted pregnancies that will literally change the course of the lives they lead at all ages. Here was me thinking it was supposed to be the land of the free. It all looks very tied up from where I'm standing. Abortion up to a certain point should always be legal. It's only right that women are given that choice to make for themselves. So I just, I appreciate Liam so much. Um, Me too. And I think, you know, abortion should, I think should always be legal, not necessarily just up to a certain point. But like, he just, he he often will, will do stuff like this. He'll, he will speak out and I just really appreciate it. it like, it just, like, makes me feel very, I don't know, nice to see him speaking out on stuff. Especially stuff that might, you know, have people upset with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Just a little shout out to Liam there. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
yeah um, i appreciate liam a lot plus like it's you know then you have harry who like is the feminist or whatever mm-hmm. and i love harry and i love what he does and i think he does a lot Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we also have Liam speaking out, like, really, and he didn't just post, you know, one of those pictures on Instagram and that's it. Like, he really wrote his own stuff and had his yeah. own feelings and drew upon his own experiences. And yep. it's like, maybe it's not all perfectly worded, you know. Right. Um, In terms of, like, gender and mm-hmm. pregnancy or the up until a certain point. But, like, mm-hmm. he's doing something and yes, really means a lot. It really means a lot, and it's so important, and, um, yeah, and I think he's overlooked a lot. I think, you know, especially, as you said, sort of Harry, you know, talks a lot about, mm-hmm. um, you know, political stuff, or, you know, he has his treat people with kindness and at his shows and stuff, but I think Liam also speaks out a lot in his own way. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, so... That's all we have to say about news for this week, um, especially because our episodes are going to be kind of irregularly posted. Who knows what news will be relevant when we post the episodes. <laughs> oh, that's so true. Um, okay, so now we're going to get into the main discussion. And sorry if this episode is like a little bit discombobulated. Normally, me and Caitlin have like a little check-in before we record, mm-hmm. but we have limited time right now, so we basically just jumped in, and we have not spoken to each other in, like, weeks, so. <laughs> oh, and I've actually been, like, taking note of things I want to talk to you about. Like, I have a list. Oh, really? I just can't right now. <laughs> yes, I miss you. I like, know I miss you, too. it's hard not to see your friend or talk to your friend in so many really me- weeks, and then when you do, like, it's not the same when you're doing a podcast. Yeah, I feel like we'll maybe be a little out of sync. <laughs> But maybe not. I feel like I just, like, my my brain is, like, very confused right now mm-hmm. because of all the moving and stuff. I'm literally sitting in my in my bedroom right now at my desk, and everything is in boxes, and everything – there's nothing on the walls. Oh, my gosh. So I'm sitting in, like, a room full of boxes. All that's in front of me is my microphone and my laptop. Wow. <laughs> and a lamp. Oh, wow. It's very trippy. So, okay – just a little bit of your heart is the song we're discussing today, abbreviated to Jowl Boy. <laughs> I feel like the song has the most recognizable abbreviation. Yes. Remember when last time we recorded, we could not think of the word abbreviation? <laughs> is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so this song was released first by Ariana Grande in 2014 on her album, My Everything. And... Um, it was performed by Harry for the first time on his first tour. So the first time we ever heard Harry sing the song was live on his first tour at my show. And I was there in person, um, which is very special. Whoa, I didn't realize that. Yes. It was like crazy. I'm sure I did. This was like years ago at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, so this song was written by Johan Carlson and Harry Styles and it was produced by Johan Carlson. And Johan also worked on If I Could Fly, Stockholm Syndrome, um, Ariana Grande's Dangerous Woman, and a bunch of other well-known tracks. Now, was that the guy that we found out some stuff where he was kind of like a jerk to 1D about? No, that was, um, 
ooh, I forget his name, but a different person. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, Johan. <laughs> He's uh, safe for now. For now, right. Johan, till we find out. Um, okay. So about this song. Um, so on August 20th, 2014, Ariana was talking about the song for E! News, and she said, I love that ballad. It's a really beautiful, oops, I love that ballad. It's really beautiful. I think people know Harry, of course, first and foremost as a singer, but I think they'll be very impressed when they hear his writing skills. Um, they asked, how did this song come about? And Ariana said, yeah, no, he literally was just visiting. I think he was just in LA for a couple of days and he came to the studio to say hi to everyone there because a lot of the producers I was working with also worked with the boys, the One Direction boys. And so he came by, I believe this is how it happened. I was recording and they were like, Harry, do you want to write a song for Ariana? And he was like, yeah, sure. So he and Johan just uh, sat around the piano and wrote this beautiful ballad. And the first time I listened to it, I was so touched and moved. It was beautiful. The first verse was really strong, and I was like, wow, that's beautiful. And the pre was really strong, and I was like, wow, that's beautiful. And the hook was really strong, and I was like, wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that's her quote. Um, so, yeah, this is a song that – this was one of the first songs, I think, that that we found out that Harry had written that wasn't mm-hmm. a One Direction song, right? Yeah, because he hasn't written that many for other people, and this was, I think this was one of the first – yeah, I think so too. What what was um One Direction doing in 2014? Um they had put out four or they right. put out four at the end of 2014, so they were touring that year. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was such a long time ago. Mhm. Um do you remember like hearing this song? I feel like I feel like I remember listening to the Ariana Grande version, but like really mm-hmm. wishing we could get a Harry demo. I'm sure mm-hmm. I said that on the podcast at some point. Mm-hmm. Or no, we weren't doing the podcast then, or maybe we were by the time we knew. I don't really know when it came out. Yeah. Um, or I guess you said 2014. Um, well, uh, she released it, um, yeah, in 2014. So, I yeah, we must fall, have talked about summer, it at fall. some point of wanting the, like, Harry demo, because I think we talked about all the songs Harry has, like, written on that aren't, aren't like, the ones he performs. Um, right. So, yeah, I don't really exactly remember the very beginning. I just don't think it was that, um, like, standout-ish to me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I thought it was cool that he was already writing songs for other people because he was still in One Direction at that time and he was already doing... yeah you know, outside projects, which, which was really cool. Right. Yeah. I think it's hard for me to remember because, um, I know I was in the fandom when four came out. Um, wait, was I? Yes. (laughs) No. Sorry, I'll get back on track. Four okay. came out, and then, like, that March, Zayn left. So you were there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was fully in the fandom. Yeah. So it's hard for me to remember. I was fully in the fandom when this song came out, like, like, when Ariana released it. But I also have a memory of, like, hearing this song by Ariana and not knowing that it was by Harry and, like, really mm-hmm. liking it. 
and like listening to it a lot before I ever knew that Harry had oh, written interesting. it. interesting. Yeah. So I don't know what that's about. I think maybe I didn't know because I was like in the fandom, but not heavily in the fandom. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't like following everything online, you know? Yeah. So I think I maybe just didn't know he had written it um, until like after I already like liked the song mm-hmm. as an Ariana song. Um, that's cool. Yeah. I love that when you find a song you really like and then you look up the songwriters and you're like, oh my gosh, that's that person. That's why I like it. Like, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first time we ever heard this song was Harry's first tour. So he came to San Francisco. His first show of his tour was in San Francisco and I went to that show. And because it was the first show, we like had no idea what the set list was going to be. Um, or anything, like what covers he was going to do. And so... I can't he, believe you were at that show. I guess now I, I know. know that you were at that show. I'm remembering, but dang, yeah. that's exciting. I know. I was so lucky. So he started playing this song, and I have, like, very strong associations of this song with, like, bright, um, like, jewel-like blue and pink lights, because that was, like, the lights that were on the stage. Yeah. And so this song starts out with, like, drums. It's just, like, a drum beat with nothing else. And then he comes in with the, like, O-O-O's, the chorus of O's. And, like, at that point, no one knew what it was because it's very changed up from Ariana's version. Mm-hmm. And then when he started singing the verses, a couple of people, like, realized what it was, and then everyone started, like, exclaiming. <laughs> and then it was, like... Aww. Through the whole first verse, like, different people were realizing what song it was and, like, screaming mm-hmm. louder. And it's really funny That's to watch so that. Cute. I know. It's really funny to watch that San Francisco video because you can hear in that first verse, like, everyone just being like, oh, my God, this is what song it is. And, like, everyone oh, is just, like, screaming. <laughs> it was pretty special. And I remember being, like, so um, moved by it because I wasn't expecting it at all. And it's, like... Mm-hmm. It's one of my, it's a song that I love and I like never thought he would play it. So I was like blown Mm -hmm. away and shocked and it was like very emotional. Um, And his version of this song is like one of my favorite songs. I just find it so like touching. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Um, Did he play this song at your show, Caitlin? Yeah, he played it. um, He must have played it at everyone because I think he kept it in the set list. So Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I first heard it that night at the in london yeah um yeah i'm trying to remember what it was like i mean i remember the stage lighting being that like pink and blue and sort of purpley hues Mm -hmm. so i definitely associate those colors also with the song Mm -hmm. um and i think just like the live experience was really amazing because by the time he got to my performance everyone knew the song really really well oh yeah um so people were singing along um and doing all the o's and it was like Mm -hmm. a really big exciting thing for that yeah like the interactive interactivity of the song i would say yeah that's cool um so we're just gonna go through the lyrics now and then sort of talk about the song as we go okay um does that sound okay that sounds great all right So, um, I'm going to kind of go back and forth and, like, reference each of their versions. They're the same song. There's some, Mm -hmm. like, differences, but there's not any, like, drastic differences. Yeah. Um, so, with Ariana's version, 
it opens with piano chords. Um, and then her voice saying, singing the OOOs. Um, and it's like very somber and her voice has this like very echoey, um, like effect on it. It's very like dramatic. I have to admit, I didn't listen to the Ariana Grande one before this, so I'm not prepared for that one. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) You've listened to it before. I've listened to it before, but I was was listening to Harry's a lot before this. Well, that's more important. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and then in Harry's version, it opens with um, drums. So there's like a drum beat coming in, and then there's this guitar kind of like noise. Yes, that was exactly it. (laughs) Um, And then the O's. And in Harry's version, I think it's like he's saying the O's, but mostly it's his um, band. So all the people in his band are like singing O-O-O as backup singers. Hmm. And they do change the melody. Um, Like Ariana's O's are different, a little bit different than Harry's. And Ariana's version is definitely very, like, piano, ballad, drama, like, you know, singer-type song. Mm-hmm. And Harry's is, like, almost a little bit country. You think of country? A little bit. Interesting. <laughs> it also has kind of an 80s vibe to me. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel the 80s vibe. Yeah. Because um, with Harry's version... Um, when they're all saying the O's, it's like very it that it that does have a little bit of a country feel for me. So they intro it with that, and then um, the first verse lyrics are, I don't ever ask you where you've been, and I don't feel the need to know who you're with. I can't even think straight, but I can tell that you were just with her. And the only change here is that um, Harry actually says, and cuz, oh, he says cuz instead of and. So Ariana sings, um, I don't ever ask you where you've been, and I don't feel the need to know who you're with. And Harry sings, I don't ever ask you where you've been, because I don't feel the need to know who you're with. So I don't know if that's, like, an artistic choice or just, Mm. like, the way he was singing it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, he just sang it that way once, and that's how he sung it every other time. Yeah. (laughs) But I also feel like and fits Ariana's version more, because it's definitely more, like, dramatic and ballady, and Harry's Mm -hmm. is, like, a little bit more like casual mm-hmm. um a little bit more rocky so i feel like him saying like cuz yeah kind of fits that vibe <laughs> yeah definitely um and then on ariana's versions they have like some strings like violin or cello and stuff going on i can't even think straight but i can't tell that you were just with her um but in harry's it's just like his band that he had on tour with him. 
Um, what version do you have as an MP3? For Harry's tour? Mm-hmm. I don't have any on MP3. I actually just listen to them on YouTube. Oh. But I've been listening to the San Francisco one mostly because that's the one I was at. Mm-hmm. The one that always comes up first is Birmingham. Mm-hmm. What do you I don't what do know you what have? version I have. Uh, they're pretty much all the same. Yeah. I think. Ugh, I just wish there was high quality of all of them. I know. Like, thank God we got high quality girl crush. Like, <gasps> I know. We were blessed with that. But we were I wish so all the other blessed. covers he did were in high quality. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one thing I really like about this verse is that I don't know. I guess they were writing this for Ariana. Um, mm-hmm. And so they have the line that you were just with her. But I really enjoy that Harry didn't change that pronoun. Yeah. It's like one of my pet peeves when people sing songs and they like change the pronoun to be straight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked that tiny mm-hmm. little um, thing. What do you feel about the sort of intro in this first verse? Um, I feel like it really does a good way of like painting emotions in a way that doesn't directly tell you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't ever ask you where you've been because I don't feel the need to know who you're with. You're automatically thinking, okay, this is someone who's kind of jealous and they're feeling some maybe deeper feelings for this other person that are not reciprocated or mm-hmm. haven't been brought to light yet. Um, and they're kind of like, you know, it's almost too painful for them to like ask where they've been they don't even want to know they don't want to know the truth because they just kind of want to pretend that they're the only person that this other person's loving yeah Um, so i i feel like that's such a good way to get at that emotion in the way that almost it feels like this like kind of petty not petty but like painful i don't know um thing and i also just sort of structurally i like how um the uh, sentences like carry on through the line breaks mm-hmm. so like i don't ever ask you where you've been because i don't feel the need to know who you're with like yes. it could just end with i don't feel the need to but right. then you have know who you're with um i like that a lot yeah. too and then but i can tell and then that it like jumps in the middle of it again mm-hmm. so i thought that was interesting just the way that it's broken up yeah it feels very like conversational i don't know it definitely feels conversational yeah and i get what you mean about the pettiness there's almost like it's it's kind of a passive aggressiveness but it's also it's yeah. also maybe like a white lie that the singer is telling themselves like yeah um i don't feel the need to know who you're with right um but like obviously they do a little bit yeah. <laughs> or like yeah. maybe they don't but it's like painful for them yeah um, but they're kind of trying to tell themselves that it doesn't matter mm-hmm. i feel like that's kind of the whole vibe of this song is like someone trying to like be okay with something that they're not actually okay with. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this line does a really good job of conveying, like, it kind of, like, conveys the whole story in, like, Mm -hmm. a very, you know, short amount of time. Yeah. And yeah, it really that line Sorry, you can go. Oh, I was just going to say I'm like really curious about lyrically if it was all Harry or if like Johan contributed lyrics as mm-hmm. well or if it was all Harry's lyrics and then Johan like 
came up with some of the music and stuff because this definitely feels like a very hairy song lyrically yeah i agree i was gonna say that it reminds me of woman mm-hmm. um, and not necessarily because this one's a more metaphorical line but just sort of the feelings of it um the line about like um this thing upon me how's like a beast mm-hmm. um i think that same sort of like jealous can't control it like jealous monster yeah this here in this verse as well where it's like i can't even think straight like i know i'm not thinking straight like i know i'm not thinking properly like because all my emotions are getting the better of me Mm -hmm. um whether that's like you know jealousy or sadness or you know love um it just reminded me of that line in woman yeah i definitely feel that um yeah because obviously saying like i can't even think straight is sort of showing that the person's like going through some stuff like Mm -hmm. in their head that they're like yeah feeling a lot of confusion and stuff yeah um so then we get to the pre-chorus bit which is and i'll still be a fool i'm a fool for you although harry again adds a cuz um so harry says and i'll still be a fool because I'm a fool for you. Um, and in Ariana's version, they do this really pretty melody on fool. So she says fool and her voice kind of goes like up and down with the melody. But then all the voices singing harmony, which are like her voices, um, just like maintain maintain the same note. And it's a very beautiful. And yeah and then this this pre-chorus kind of is connected with the um with the verse um because it's kind of like and i can even think straight but i can tell that you are just with her and i'll still be a fool because i'm a fool for you Mm -hmm. it's interesting how it does that like it changes sort of it changes like musically but it's connected lyrically Mm mm-hmm i also just love the i'm a fool for you me too i love that line and that what that means it's just someone who you know they're so ridiculous over this person that right you know they're they've become a fool yeah yeah there's something like so sweet in this song that i think makes it extra sad like for me because like someone saying because i'm a fool for you it kind of makes me think of like married people (laughs) or like people who've been together for a long time or like Mm -hmm. I don't know it's like a bit it's a bit cheesy like I don't know there's something very sweet in it like saying I'm a fool for you especially Um, coming after like sort of maybe these feelings of jealousy yeah or whatever um and then there's just like this purity of it yeah and the singer sort of saying like I know you're with someone else um, but I'll still be a fool for you. Like, it doesn't change how, like, completely devoted I wonder if for... Fool's Gold was somewhat of oh, whoa. with this song. 
a very similar lyrically, right? Yeah. Or like exactly the same uh, yeah. topic, basically. Interesting. Yeah. Did Harry write on Fool's Gold or was that just Niall? I don't remember. I'll Google. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> um, should I go into the chorus? Yeah. So in Harry's version, um, basically after he says, because I'm a fool for you, the music, it's like the drums kind of like get loud and it does this really nice like drum beat into the chorus where like the drums get really fast and then all the music kind of comes back in and it goes back to that sort of slow rhythm that the song has. And that kind of reminds me of, like, those kind of 80s songs where it's, like, it's kind of, like, a really slow, steady rhythm. And they have those, like, drum breaks where, like, the drums mm-hmm. get faster and it's, like, and then, like, back into this, like, steady rhythm. Yeah. I find that very pleasing. And um, the chorus is just a little bit of your heart, just a little bit of your heart, just a little bit of your heart is all I want. Just a little bit of your heart. Just a little bit of your heart, just a little bit is all I'm asking for. Um, and then it goes into O's to end the chorus. So, what are your feelings about this chorus? Um, I like that even though it's the same lyrics repeated a lot, mm-hmm. um, sort of the uniqueness that he lends each repetition in mm-hmm. terms of the musical notes like mm-hmm. each of them is quite unique yeah um, and so it doesn't feel as repetitive mm-hmm. um, but also the repetition adds to that sort of sense of longing and desperation and mm-hmm. you know begging and needing this person mm-hmm. um, plus this is a song that is supposed to be really sing-along-y right at least the way harry performs it with all the o's so sing-along and just this repetition of just a little bit of your heart again it's really catchy it's Mm -hmm. one of those songs you can hear half of it and by the second half you're singing along so yeah yeah It is very sing-alongy, and that just a little bit of your heart is, like, so... I feel like that's something, like, a lot of people can probably relate to. Mm. Um, yeah, I sort of 
feel like, you know, he's obviously in the rest of the lyrics. He's sort of saying, like, <clears throat> this person obviously is, like, with other people and he's not the only person they're with. But he, mm-hmm. did, like, just wants, like, a little bit of their heart and that's, like, all he needs. Like, he doesn't need to have all of them. Yeah. Um, and yet is... he sort of contradicts himself as yeah. well when he's, like... I don't really need to know who you're with. Like, I mean, he's, right. if it's more like if you're seeing that it's a bit, um, like he's lying to himself. So yeah. like, does he want just a little bit? Will that be all he wants? Like, right. you know, in this moment, he's saying that's all I really want. Like, I just want part of you. Right. But it seems like deep down, he really, he really wants all of them. Yeah. Well, and even the way that he's singing, like just a little bit of your heart, it's like very sad and mournful. Mm hmm. Um, Because obviously he probably wishes he could have their whole heart. Um, Yeah. But he's like, if I can only have a little bit, then, like, I'll take that. Mm Mm-hmm. And just, like, being so in love with someone that, like, you'll take whatever they want to give you. Mm Mm-hmm. It's very sad. Um, Yeah. And I feel like um, oftentimes, like, normally I would, would, like, enjoy Harry's version so much more than, like – you know, whoever he gave it to, but I actually really love Ariana's version too, even now that I have Harry's. Um, and I feel like she does such a good job, like vocally on this song, really like getting the emotions down. Mm-hmm. You can especially hear it in this chorus, like the way she sings it is so emotive, um, especially the way she th- she sings um, is all I'm asking for. Just a little bit of She's, like, really belting it, but she's just, like, I really, like, feel it when Mm -hmm. she's singing it. Um, And then, obviously, Harry, too, he, like, adds so much emotion into this song. And so many little, like, vocal, like, flares. Like, he just adds little, um, like, what are they called? Trills. Uh, And, like, random little note changes. And um, in, like, part of the chorus, he sings just, like, really loud or really high. And I really like that. Um, and then when they end the chorus um, saying all I'm asking for, Harry again takes the melody in a different direction than Ariana. So Ariana kind of sings like up and then Harry sings it down. Mm. Um, and his backup singers. I think are singing like Ariana's melody, but then Harry sings like this down melody and it works like really well together. Um, which whenever I hear Harry's version and I hear that kind of like those different directions of that melody, mm-hmm. it makes me want them to do this song together so badly. Cause I'm like, Oh, it would sound would so, so good.
they collab i feel like him and ariana should collab right would that you like to hear them do this song together yeah this would be amazing or a new song on mm-hmm. one of his albums yeah i would love to see them do this song together i think it would work so well I think there's so much they could do with different melodies and stuff. And I think Mm -hmm. their voices, especially on this kind of song where it's like very like emotional and Mm -hmm. ballady, I think would work so well together. Yeah. Um, I also just realized that what makes these lines interesting as he's repeating it is that the emphasis goes on each of the different words, like just a little bit of your heart. Just a little bit of your heart. Mm. Just a little bit of your heart. So it's like it goes from like just to bit to heart. Like is all out. Yeah. It's so it's like they're choosing a different word to have the emphasis. And it yeah. like feels like a different meaning each mm. time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I really love this chorus. And like personally for me, it doesn't feel like repetitive or boring like mm-hmm. it does repeat like this chorus repeats over and over again and the o's repeat over and over again but it doesn't feel boring to me it feels like necessary and like very like cathartic and it's just mm-hmm. really nice to like sort of shout along to this song yeah <laughs> and like just sing that the perfect word there yeah and just sing that just a little bit of your heart is all i want like over and over and over again mm-hmm. um i find it a really powerful song both versions um, and then during the, like, OOOs, um, in Harry's version, his backup singers are doing most of it. So he doesn't actually really sing very many of them. Um, it's mostly just the, his band singing. Um, I never noticed that. Yeah. And maybe because I always hear the audience, too. Right. Well, and it's hard to know, because uh, he yeah. sings a little bit, but he kind of backs up from the mic and then mm. um, lets his band sing it. And then we get to verse two and the lyrics of verse two and then going into the pre-chorus are, I don't ever tell you how I really feel because I can't find the words to say what I mean and nothing's ever easy. That's what they say. I know I'm not your only, but I'll still be a fool because I'm a fool for you. Yeah, this cor- this verse is, feels really sad to me. Mm-hmm. And um, again, we have this this theme of not being able to communicate that we've seen yes. all over Harry's record. The I don't ever tell you how I really feel because I can't find the words to say what I mean. I can't wait till we get to um, Harry's fifth solo album and he finally learns how to communicate. And it's like all <laughs> songs about like talking to each other. Yes. <laughs> That'll be so nice. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's like it's also interesting the word choices because he says um, he doesn't say like I can't tell you how I really feel. He says I don't ever tell you how I really feel, mm. um, which it has this sense of like taking it, it has a sense of like acceptance almost. Like he's sort of like this is how it is. I'm not like trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. And then he does say in the next line, because I can't find the words to say what I mean. Mm-hmm. 
But I, I find it really – that line interesting saying, I don't ever tell you how I really feel. Mm-hmm. And it's like – it makes me think sort of like – like he doesn't want to say how he really feels because then it could like ruin it. And mm-hmm. so he sort of keeps it to himself. Um, yeah. Because he doesn't like want to ruin actively, it. Actively choosing. Yeah, and it's so sad because it's like, it's like when you're so – it's like when you're so in love with someone or you have such like low self-esteem and you're like, this is the best I can get. Like, I don't want to ask for what I want or what I really need because I could risk losing this. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like whenever you're in those situations and then you kind of look back, like you realize like how little you are thinking of yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. you, it's like kind of this this feeling of like, I don't deserve anything better. Like this small amount of love or this small amount of whatever I'm getting is like the best I can do. So like I have to keep mm-hmm. this and I can't like risk saying what I really want because right. then if I yeah. lose this, I'll have nothing. And it's like feeling like you're undeserving of like the real thing or undeserving of like full love, you know, full love or someone's mm-hmm. full attention. It's really yeah. sad. It is sad. <clears throat> um, sort of just structurally again, this sentence, um, I mean, this verse I've realized also that none of the verses have rhyming words in them, which I think lends Ooh. to that sort of conversational and almost wordy feel. Yeah. Like often when you have verses, it'll be like there'll be a rhyming sort of scheme and mm-hmm. none of the ending words rhyme with each other. Right. Um, so like I know especially I hear it in the second line of the verse we have like, I don't ever tell you how I really feel. And then you're expecting some sort of like something that fits but it's right. like because I can't find the words to say what I mean it kind of drags on a couple more sort of syllables than yeah. what you might expect yeah you, I think you'd say uh, you'd I don't ever f- tell you how I really feel but I want to go fishing for eels like something <laughs> like that <laughs> like but it's like because I can't find the words to say what I mean like right. it's just more extended but it feels like that makes me feel like he really had something he wanted to say and yeah. he didn't want to bend to the structure of a typical song yeah. like that structure and really say what he means. Right. Know? Yeah. I find that I really like songs that do that, like songs mm-hmm. that have those kind of like like smushed together lyrics almost. It's like mm-hmm. sort of they're Julia like shoved Michaels in. all the time, her, mm-hmm. her writings like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's also interesting, the meaning of these lyrics – in that within that structure because it's like all of these words and yet he's saying i can't find the words to tell you how i feel yeah. it's very There's interesting inception mm-hmm. yeah and then him and then he says and nothing's ever easy that's what they say um i feel like that's kind of a classic like lyric thing mm-hmm. to be like just to, to reference something that like people say mm-hmm um, and then he says, I know I'm not your only, but I'll still be a fool. I like that I'm not your only because it leaves you to sort of put the pieces together there as the listener. Yeah. Like he doesn't say I'm not your only one or your only whatever. It's like I'm not your only. Right. Like maybe he likes that word only, like only angel. It mm. seems like it's an important word to end a sentence there with. I'm not your only. Yeah. You're one and only. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and then I 
I find, especially on this verse, at least in the San Francisco version, I guess all of them are going to be slightly different. The way that he sings these words is so, um, like, so poetic, uh, like, sonically. Like, he definitely says, like, pronounces the words in in a very artistic way. Mm -hmm. Um, So he says, like, feel. He kind of says, like, feel. (laughs) Like, he kind of adds little things to them. Mm -hmm. And he says, yeah, the way he says feel is like that. When he says say what I mean, he does that. Um, And then when he says that's what they say like just every every line in this verse he adds these like really nice like vocal variations mm-hmm. to the words And then we have the pre-chorus, but I'll still be a fool because I'm a fool for you. Um, and again, I just really love how he like sings that line kind of maybe because I'm used to Ariana's version. So every time I hear it, it sounds like so starkly different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also like this one because he kind of separates the words. He says like, I'm a fool for you. Mm. <laughs> Whereas Ariana kind of sings it like, I'm a fool for you. I love that you can get different art artists take on the same song mm-hmm. and like it's not as though it's like one covering the other song it's kind of both of their songs you know? yeah totally and yet it's interpreted so differently right do you have anything else for that verse nope okay so then we get to the second chorus which is the same as the first so i'm not going to repeat it um and this is where like the song's really start to differ so in ariana's version there's like this kind of like tinkling song sound into the chorus and then it's very like like big strings and like very dramatic and like loud sounding and like very Mm. produced and then harry's version is still very much like bandy because he's obviously doing it live but also it's just like guitar drums bass vocals um and has like that much more like rock sound to it Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's some pretty harmonies, like, really quiet harmonies on Ariana's version in this chorus. And then for Harry's version, he does a couple cool things with his voice. Like, he, when he says all at the end of this chorus, he kind of shouts it. When he says just a little bit is all I'm asking for. Um, so he kind of, like, yells out.
and in ariana's version she does like some little like yeah yeah yeahs <laughs> that i find really pretty um I was trying to, I was like, when I was reading that, I was like, when does Harry see that? <laughs> well, I highlighted in yellow the Harry specific. Oh, I'm looking parts. at my own version. I took mm. off all your colors. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to sing it, but it's like. Kind of. All I'm hearing is Liam's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. Down, <laughs> I saw him post that it's been two years. Oh my god, that's so weird. I, yeah, know. I saw that. Wow, congrats, Liam. Time flies. It does. And that's two years since he put out solo stuff, which just makes you really hit hard how long mm. 1D's been on hiatus. Yeah. I think Liam's fixing to put some new music out, though. Yeah, I hope so. All right. Back to the song. So after that chorus, we have the bridge, which is a very, very lovely bridge, in my opinion. The lyrics um, go, I know I'm not your only, but at least I'm one. I heard a little love is better than none. And um, on Ariana's version, she ends it by saying, oh, babe in a very long Ariana run. Don't remember Harry doing that. He did not. <laughs> Can you imagine Harry doing like a really long Ariana run? That would be amazing. <laughs> Especially on the words oh babe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so in um in Ariana's version, it's like totally quiet, so it's just her voice and then there's chords on the last word of each line, so like on only and then on one when it says in better is better than none then like all of the music comes back in no i'm not only but at least someone i heard a little love is better than none and harry did a similar thing so um, when he says, I'm not your, I know I'm not your only, but at least I'm one, um, I heard little love. All the music has stopped except for his guitar. He's just like strumming it very quietly. So you can mostly just hear his voice. And then when he says, is better than none, there's like no music with that. Um, and then they do that same kind of like fast drumming thing into the chorus again. No, I love that. I like when the music like is really dynamic and it especially during a live performance when it like can cut completely out and then comes back in full throttle yeah and, like, you know it really waves like it's like an ocean wave like in the audience can get mm-hmm. into that and once you know how they perform the song be really anticipatory of when it's coming back in yeah i think i used that word correctly there i think you did i get it <laughs> okay <laughs> 
yeah, it's definitely very powerful. And yeah, I find that they like how the music all drops out on saying is better than on the words is better than none is very effective. Mm. Yeah, Um, for sure. Yeah. And it's like kind of that sentiment of like when you're when you're in one of those situations where you feel like that, like a little love is better than none. Whereas if you actually um, like felt more secure in yourself or like weren't in such like an unhealthy relationship, you would realize that Mm -hmm. like you don't have to have a little bit of love and you don't have to have no love. You can have all the love you need. (laughs) You just have to like not be with the person who's like depriving you of that. But Mm -hmm. it's, like, so hard when you're in those situations because sometimes you can be with someone and you, like, feel like you'll never love anyone else or, like, at least you have some love in your life. Like, you can't afford to lose it because then you'll have nothing. Yeah. And it's really hard and scary to, like, risk that. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, I also felt that it was really cool how he repeated again using that word only, but this time he followed it up. So I know I'm not your only, um, but at least I'm one. And I thought Mm -hmm. that was a really clever way to talk about like the one and only. Yes. Like I'm not your only, but at least I'm one rather than your only one or your one and only, which are like two very common sort of ways of describing um, someone's love. Right. So I liked that they he like broke that down and sort of pulled apart that common phrase and turned it on its head. Yeah, that is really clever. It makes you think of the Adele song "One Your One and Lone, One and Only." Mm, yeah, which is like a very happy song about about telling someone, "Let me be your one and only." Mm. Um, yeah, and that's so sad to say. I know I'm not your only, but at least I'm one. It's kind of like mm-hmm. whoever this person is is like so incredible in this like singer's eyes that they're like well at least I'm one like at least you've like you are gonna like shine a little bit of your light on me (laughs) like Mm -hmm. yeah um any other thoughts about the bridge no it's just pretty yeah it is very pretty um so then we get to the third chorus and in Ariana's version, she sings the third third chorus the same as the other two. She does, like, a lot of little ad-libs in there. And then um, she ends it. Uh, so she just sings the chorus once. And then in Harry's live version, he sings the chorus twice. Um, and gets a little more, like passionate on the last one he kind of changes his voice up a little bit oh yeah (laughs) um and then the song ends with the ooos and so the backup singers are singing it and then the crowd starts to sing it and then harry says just a little bit of your sing it (laughs) (laughs) um and then there's like a bunch of o's of just the crowd and he's still playing his guitar and he'll sometimes say louder into the mic, but he's not singing the O's. It's just the crowd and the backup singers of his band. And then for the last mm-hmm. two lines of the O's, um, he stops playing his guitar and like all the music cuts out and it's just the crowd singing the O's for like two lines. Like it goes on for a really long time. Yeah. And it's like, ugh, it's my favorite part. Um, yeah, me too. I think those are the, those moments where like live music is so different from. Yeah. Um, 
like the studio version because it's about being in that crowd and it's about Mm -hmm. you know even when the singer steps away the crowd is singing and it's so powerful and we can keep going and I know like at the different concerts Harry really wanted people to just like keep going as long as they could yes he kept he would be like louder sing it and then he would even do this little hand gesture yeah he was like keep going (laughs) yeah I thought that was just so cool I love those moments I love when singers really get the the crowd involved I know Ed Sheeran did it and like for his song sing and everyone would be like oh and like he had people going for like minutes like full minutes going on after wow I don't know they're really special because you connect with everyone around you yeah, that was definitely, like, a very moving, like, impactful moment of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also cool because, like, we've never heard him sing this song before, and yet we were all able to, like, sing along in this really yeah. big way. Um, yeah, and there's just nothing better than that. Like, when the music cuts out and the crowd is all singing, and, like, obviously a Harry show is, like, a very emotional, special place to be. Mm-hmm. And, like, the first Harry show of his, like, first tour ever – was so special and yeah I like I'll like remember that like the ending of that song like being there mm-hmm. like forever because it was just so um beautiful Aww. yeah and then I like wanted him to play this song over and over again <laughs> <laughs> do it next time around i know i feel like he probably won't but i really so sad i know i wish that he would because i this is just one of my favorite songs i just love Mm -hmm. it i love the i love it lyrically i think it's like structured really really well and his performance of it is like so exceptional um Mm -hmm. yeah um do you think he'll perform it again on tour i would think it would be one of the ones that we would lose especially because next time he tours he's going to be touring with two albums to choose from right i think we'll get definitely fewer sort of covers and 1d songs i don't think they'll all be cut out right um but i think this one might be one that goes i'm not sure though yeah i wouldn't i mean it's it's not one that i would be super upset about going right it's just sad to think about in general, like, okay, will we ever hear this one live again? Yeah, I know. Because it's, it's not just this song, like, songs are going to start getting cut. <laughs> yeah. But it'll be exciting to predict which ones will be. That's yeah. going to be a good episode. And we'll have new songs to take their place. Exactly. Yeah. So do you have any thoughts or feelings about why he gave the song away? Or do you think that he wrote it, like, on the spot for Ariana? Or was it an idea he already had in his head and then when he decided to like write the song he was like oh I've got this song 
ready? I don't know, because it sounds like based on her story, like it was sort of this last minute show up at the studio, you know, mm-hmm. be a part of this song. And maybe they had an idea of like what type of song they wanted to write. Like, right. oh, we're going to do a ballad probably about, you know, some sort of heartbreak. Right. Um, but I could imagine he was also coming with maybe ideas like who knows what he had on his phone or in his notebook. Um, mm-hmm. if he had some sort of things that he was bringing or just like emotional things he was bringing to the table right. at the time. Um, and maybe, maybe he was in the mindset that it wasn't going to be his own. Mm-hmm. Um, but clearly he liked the song enough and felt connected to the song enough to want to tour with it. Right. Um, so I'm not sure exactly, obviously we can't know, but, right. um, he clearly did, even if it was written with her in mind, he clearly felt connected to it. Yeah, I feel like he must have already had some of it, like, ready to go when he mm. went into that session. Because just when he sings it, it feels so personal, mm-hmm. the way he sings it. But also that could just be because he's a good artist. Because it also feels personal when I listen to Ariana sing it and she didn't even write it. Right. So it's hard to say. And also there's nothing in it that's very specific. There's nothing about, like, a location or, like a specific mm-hmm. kind of person or any like identifying factors it's all very mm-hmm. interchangeable um yeah yeah i wonder I, I feel like harry's more recent songs have been more specific so mm-hmm. that's interesting if he wrote this in like 2014 ish yeah i know why do you I'm think he years. decided to perform this song on his tour hmm I mean, he probably wanted to pick songs that, um, like, he had worked on and felt really connected to, mm-hmm. and he probably knew that we knew of this song, right. because fans know everything, and saw that, you know, we had asked for him to do a version, and then we did get this version. Yeah. Um, and, like, it is a good, it is a good performing song. It's a good song to sing in a crowd. It does have that sing-along factor. Like, I know One Direction were always really aware when they were writing their albums, at least the first four, that, like, this is an album that's going to be toured. How is it going to sound in a stadium? How is it going to sound in an arena? Um, And I think that could have been in Harry's mind as well when choosing which songs to perform. Mm -hmm. Um, Because he has written a couple other songs, like one for Megan Trainor. And maybe if he was deciding between those two, this one stood out as a, okay, this is going to get the crowd going. This is going to be interesting at a venue, you know, rather than just on uh, listening to it, you know, in headphones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so curious to know, like, when he wrote this song with Johan, if it sounded more like his version and then Mm. they, like, changed it and, like, added all the other stuff for Ariana or if, like it sounded more like the Ariana version from the beginning and then Harry, like, reworked it for his tour. What came first? Right. The chicken or the <laughs> Yeah. Um, do you feel like this song would have fit on his album, his first album? Hmm. I feel like maybe if he'd done it up his own way. I think mm-hmm. lyrically it's a little different because mm-hmm. I, I think the lyrics style of writing is more specific on his first album. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any songs in particular stand out to me as would fit in with this song. I'm not sure. Really none of them have the like they're all they all have those specifics. 
Yeah. Like those little identifying factors that you're like, oh, this is like a very specific situation or like. Yeah. Even Two Ghosts, which was written even maybe before this song right. or whatever, whenever around the same time. Um, and musically, I don't know. I think maybe a little bit, but he would have to tweak it to sound, I don't know, either more twangy, like yeah. put it towards the two ghosts sort of sound. Right. Or like more rocky. Yeah. I feel like this I song is very similar to Two Ghosts. Like Two Ghosts is like this song version 2.0. <laughs> mm. I mean, it's like different yeah, different topics, but like it could be like the same relationship at different mm-hmm. points. Um, yeah, definitely. But at least uh, sonically they have a similar vibe. Because they have, uh-huh. it ha- they both have that like very faint country feel to them. Yeah, but I feel like Two Ghosts feels more country to me than this yeah. one. I wonder but- though if they had recorded a, a like good quality version of this, how different it would sound though. Because mm-hmm. it's always hard to tell when those when it's like live and it's loud. Yeah, what it would sound like if it was studio version. Yeah, that's true. Especially thinking about ever since New York is just totally different in the studio yeah. version. I would say also ever since New York is kind of an outlier on Harry's album mm-hmm. in terms of sounds. There's mm-hmm. not, it doesn't really get grouped that well with any of the other ones. Right. I think the live version groups very well, but the studio version, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I would love to see him record a version of this song that was good quality. I don't think we'll get it, but no, I wish I that we so would. <laughs> It would be great if he did just, you know, after he's done like two or three albums or whatever, to mm-hmm. do an album of, you know, sort of the unreleased songs and put this one and yeah. Medicine and Anna and like Baby Honey and like, That'd be so fun. I don't know, just studio versions of sort of all the covers he's done, if he can get the rights to it and like his own versions of his songs right. that he's given away. That would be really cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. In, um, in the Google Doc I have here, which you guys can all look at if you're on our Patreon, is um, I have linked some live versions of this song. And there's a version that Ariana does with Chris Martin. Um, have you watched that ever? I feel like I want to say I have. Yeah. I think I definitely have. Did that... I may have even seen that... Did they do that before Harry ever did it? Yes. Yeah, I think I watched it a while ago. Yeah, this kind of gives you like a little bit of a taste of like what an Ariana and Harry collab could be. Um, but I would definitely suggest you watch it, um, listeners, because um, so basically like the the one that Ariana does is like a pretty high key. The song, that, the version that Harry does is a lower key. But then this version with Chris Martin is even like higher than Ariana's studio version. Um, and she sings like so high. I mean, her voice is like amazing. Everyone knows that, but, um, this version is really cool to watch because she sings it so high and it's very impressive. (laughs) And it also just makes you think like, oh, like what could this song sound like if they did it together? It would be so pretty. Oh gosh. Why didn't that ever happen? If it was a single, although Harry was in 1D at the time, so that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Maybe someday. They'll, like, be at the same – maybe if they're ever at, like, the same uh, concert, you know, like, if they're doing a, I don't know, like, a benefit concert or, oh, like, yeah, a that festival. Would be cool. 
Yeah. I bet. One of them has, like, a guest to their tour. I bet if they were ever doing concerts in the same place, they would maybe consider doing this song. Yeah. Right? That would be so amazing. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else about the song before we wrap mm, up? No, but I'm glad we dissected it. Yes. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like... Um, I feel like I said all I needed to say. I think I'm like a little bit spaced out right now, but I think, um, I think it was probably a good time to do this episode. Um, yeah. Yeah. So let us know what you guys think about the song, what your thoughts and feelings on it are. Um, and if there's other songs you want us to do discussions on, you can let us know. Um, someone uh suggested that we do what what song was it i think it was rock me <laughs> oh i didn't see that like yeah um so maybe we'll do that that'd be fun right song of the summer yeah yeah so maybe we'll do that um although i we think should, s- like piece together all 1d's like sexual innuendos yeah that would be quite an episode <laughs> There are so many. There really and are. They're so good. <laughs> we should definitely do an episode about that. Yeah. Um, although we might have to do it on Patreon. <laughs> Depending. <laughs> we'll just do the entire episode in our own innuendos. Oh my god. <laughs> and it'll just be layers upon layers of innuendos. Yeah. <laughs> um all right. Do you have a recommendation for us, Caitlin? Why don't you start and I'll figure out mine as you go. Okay. Um, my recommendation is to watch the Jenna Marbles musical songs on YouTube. So there's this guy, I think his name is Daniel Ruffing. And... He's like a, a Jenna Marbles fan and he is going to college for like musical theater composition that's probably very wrong but basically he's like in school and he is like learning how to compose musicals so he writes songs on piano and he writes like the lyrics and the melodies and then he has other students sing them and so he wrote this song off of so jenna did this video called i want to be tall where she kind of opened the video like playing her little piano and singing this song about how she wants to be tall and it was like very much meant to be like silly nonsense Mm -hmm. but daniel took that and made this like musical song um called Mm -hmm. i want to be tall and he had this woman um victoria shell this other student sing it her voice is out of this world like she is like going to be a broadway star she's incredible and the song is really good and it got such a good response that he's written songs for all the dogs and they just adopted this greyhound, um, this rescue Aww. greyhound named Bunny. And he wrote this song for Bunny. And the girl who sings it is so incredible. And it's such a sweet, sweet song. It makes me, like, bawl when I listen to it. So, anyways, there's, like, seven or eight songs now that he's written. And, like, they're all so incredible. Like, they, like, sound like actual real, like, professional songs. And I think That's he's so going to, cool. like, put together, like, an actual musical. Um, I think he lives in Philadelphia, so I won't be able to go, unfortunately, but hopefully it'll all be filmed. But anyways, I would suggest go to YouTube, type in, like, Jenna Marbles Musical or Daniel Ruffing, and you'll find 
all those songs and they're just wonderful nice um i still haven't thought of anything okay so, <laughs> um, well i mean i was listening to um lewis capaldi's album oh i haven't heard for the yet. first time before um we started recording uh-huh. it sounded pretty good so far i mean i listened through it a couple times but I, like, wasn't paying attention. Oh, my God. Is that what you were listening to when I came on Google Hangout? No, I was listening to a random um, Twitter clip. Okay, I was going to say, like, it sounded like Eminem or something. It's like, is Caitlin listening to Eminem right now? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I was was listening to him before recording, and it seemed pretty good. I just know him and Niall are good friends. Mm. Um, And apparently he's really funny, although none of the jokes have really hit me anything that I've seen. Maybe it's a certain sense of humor you have to have that I don't have. Um, But his music seems pretty good, so. I'm glad you're liking it. I've seen his, I've seen him floating around a lot lately and been like, I don't even know who that is. Like, why am I seeing his name all over the place? Yeah, it seems pretty cool, but again, I wasn't paying attention, so that's why I was like, well, am I going to recommend this? It's kind of like a try-it-out type of recommendation yeah, today. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, we'd love to hear what you thought about this show and your opinions on anything we discussed today. Feel free to send us news stories or anything One Direction related you would like to hear us talk about on future episodes. Thank you for listening to episode 179 of Talk Direction. You can visit us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at just talk direction. And you can follow us individually. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Lucia O, spelled L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. And Caitlin, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Caitlin I.R. Foster. And Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Awesome. Um, You can visit us on Patreon and join our Patreon if you uh, so choose at patreon.com slash talkdirection. And we do a 30-minute, like, little extra bonus episode over there every week. Um, All the things are a little out of whack right now. But um, the next TDDL we're going to be probably talking about um, Zane's new song for the Aladdin soundtrack and Louis music video for two of us. Um, so that will be up soon. Um, you can rate and second music video for two of us. Yes. Well, like the official music, like finally we have like the official music video. Yes. Yes. Which is beautiful. I watched it for the first time preparing to do this episode and I was like bawling my eyes out. Um, yeah, it was gorgeous. I'm looking forward to talking about that actually, because I have a lot of feelings about it. Um, yeah. it was very beautiful. You can rate and review and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and on SoundCloud and pretty much anywhere else you get podcasts. I'm Lucia. I'm Caitlin. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 180. Bye. Bye. Thank you for being here, Ariana. Come and stand here. It's Thank all right. you for having me. I'm standing here. I was going to wear that Hi, outfit. Y'all. Thank you for being here. This is a song that was written by the handsomest man in the world, Harry Styles. He couldn't be here, so he asked us to asked us to cover it for him. 
And this is a, a beautiful song that Ariana, we just practiced it today and I hope I don't mess it up for this you. This is the first time. Okay. We just practiced it like 10 minutes ago. Oh, oh. Don't let 